0: You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 103. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is a really exciting day because I have some incredible guests with me. In fact, I'm honestly fangirling a little bit because I have been so excited for this interview. With me today is Natalie Kovaric and Tara Vander Dusen. I hope I'm saying that right, Uh, a.k.a. the CEOs of Elevate Ag, which is an online course, a podcast and a summit. These incredible women serve agriculture producers and rural entrepreneurs by teaching them how to have their own successful platforms online that they can use to individually share their farm and ranch stories to advocate for the agriculture industry. There isn't much that these women don't do, and I'm really so incredibly honored that they reached out to me to be on this show um, and I do just want to preface this whole thing by saying that this interview was kind of a wild ride for me. I have been looking forward to it for so long. Um, I mean, at least the few weeks that we had been chatting about it. I've been looking forward to it and I was like stressed and excited and nervous and all the feelings because this just felt really huge for me and my own business and I just look up to both of these women so much and so to be able to get down like sit down and actually chat with them one-on-one was absolutely incredible and I wanted it to just be perfect and um, I quickly realized that perfection is such a lie and that motherhood is really freaking hard. So on this episode at the time of this recording, um, it was a couple hours after my son had gotten his first shots, um, his two-month-old shots, and so he was extremely fussy on this day and I guess this was just ignorance on my part and being a new mom and still trying to figure out all the things i didn't really expect him to be as fussy as he was or realize that that was a thing and so while i had all these high expectations for this interview and i was like trying to make it so perfect um he had a full-on meltdown in the middle of it and so throughout the episode you might hear him in the background uh making some noise there's um parts that i tried to cut out that were like really bad but um, for the most part I left a lot of raw things in here because I basically got off this interview and wanted to cry because I was so embarrassed and what I came to realize and what Natalie and Tara were so sweet to make me realize was that motherhood and entrepreneurship is hard but it's so possible to do it together and that's kind of the whole reason why I started this show in the first place. And it was just kind of a humbling reminder to me of like why I'm doing this. And it's for people just like me in this situation who are moms and they're doing the best that they can to provide and have an income and do the things that they're passionate about. And so anyway, it was just kind of a humbling moment. And while I was so embarrassed when I first got off the call, I am now really proud to say that this is something that I did and I accomplished and I want it to just be a learning curve for anybody else who might be listening and feeling like they can't do both that you can't be a mother and you can't be a business owner at the same time because it's just not true you can show up right where you are in the messy middle and uh, get it done so um, thank you Natalie and thank you Tara for the reminder and I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed getting to chat with them because it really was such a good conversation um, these ladies are absolutely incredible and I I look up to them so so much so without further ado here is Natalie and Tara <music> Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Well, hi guys. Thanks so much for being on the show and like wanting to come here and talk about so many different things. I feel like I have fangirled both of you so hard. So, (laughs) I'm like so excited to sit here and talk with you. You have no idea.
1: Thank you for having us on. I listen to your podcast all the time, Sarah. So I'm honored to be in this space with you. I am so
0: excited to be on. I
2: like have been looking forward to this like since we first reached out to you and I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. That
0: is so crazy. Um, yeah, I literally, I I like blew, it blew my mind when you guys reached out to me, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I was like, wait, what? Who is this email from? (laughs) I like called my husband was like, you have no idea who just emailed me.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel so honored.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, okay. So for anybody who does not know you guys, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, share a little bit about your story, kind of what got you guys to be where you are today. Yeah, sure. I can go first. I'm Natalie Kavorik. I share online
1: under my very unique name at Natalie Kavorik. Um, and I'm a ranch wife. Um, my husband and I ranch in central Nebraska. Um, we're pretty much a cow calf operation, but we're kind of, we're pretty diversified. We have some other areas we background in AI and we starting a small seed stock. So, um, cows consume my life. Uh, A couple of years ago, I started sharing online and that led me to Tara, who will introduce herself in a second, but Um, you know, at the beginning, we originally kind of shared solo and, um, over the last year, we really combined kind of efforts to kind of, I guess, have more of like a team approach with a couple different things, um, that we do together.
2: Yeah. So I'm Tara Vanderdeusen. I'm a environmental scientist, a dairy farmer, and I married a dairy farmer. So now I, while I grew up on a dairy farm, I now dairy farm with my husband, um, with his family on our dairy in Eastern New Mexico. Um, Through my work as an environmental scientist, I basically assist dairy farmers with state and federal regulations and permitting. That is really what led me into sharing online. I wanted to share more about dairy sustainability and what, you know, dairy's impact on the environment was. There was a ton of misinformation out there. And like Natalie said, um, we've known each other online for years and years, <laughs> feels like since the beginning, but a year ago, we really decided to kind of like team up and, uh, create elevate ag. And then from elevate ag, there has been so many more amazing and exciting things, um, that have come from that. And we right now with elevate, we're actually getting ready to launch for, um, elevate the online course. So that's what we have going on right now.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah, I've been seeing you guys posting all of your launching stuff and that's so exciting. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to put this out there to everybody who's listening. If you hear my baby, <laughs> he's a little fussy. Um, I know I'm kind of like, Sarah, just bring him to the screen. Like, let him hang out. I think I'm a to. to because he's like, yeah, not <laughs> we
2: are anything. no strangers to <laughs> working with kids and doing all the things. So don't chilling in
0: his little. Yeah. Bouncy seat. I know. He's I like, yes, I do fire. actually want to say <laughs> hi. Like, I have a lot to say on this podcast yeah. actually. <laughs> um, so you guys are obviously really big in sharing your agriculture stories online. What kind of brought you to wanting to start online and sharing your stories with the world?
2: Yeah. So I kind of alluded to it a, a little bit that I was, you know, sharing about the reason or I share about dairy sustainability and I was just online and like, seeing all the things we always all of us in ag see like the misinformation and on top of that I was like a new mom and I had joined a bunch of Facebook groups and I was just seeing a lot of the conversation around milk ended up in conversations around sustainability like oh I've heard dairy is not good for the environment or different things and I just wanted like a platform where I could kind of share like my truth and what I knew and what I was seeing like boots on the ground on farms and farmers are doing incredible things around sustainability. And so I just wanted to be able to share that, highlight it, showcase it. And so that was kind of how I started sharing online.
1: So mine's kind of, it's not a funny story, but it's an interesting story. Um, I feel like if you look at my page now or a lot of people who follow me kind of correlate me with like advocacy work and sharing about like, um, I don't know, ranching and sustainability, but that is not at all how I started out. Um, and I didn't really start out actually with that in mind. So for anyone who's listening, I know you have a community that is kind of, you know, very much into content creation and sharing online. Um, my journey was full pivots and that's okay. It doesn't mean you are on the wrong track. And, um, lots of times pivoting can actually be a good thing because it means you're kind of getting closer to like alignment or what feels good for you. Um, and that was definitely the case for me. I simply started out sharing very much like through the ranch mom, ranch wife eyes. That's really like what my voice was. It was to connect with other ranch wives and ranch moms. And I don't know, I just kind of, I guess, like shine a light on how beautiful that role is. Um, and then as I got going, that's kind of where other parts of, I guess my, I found myself online, whether that's my voice with advocacy or kind of like, you know, sharing and helping other people learn how to tell their stories online, um, more of the education component. So, um, mine was a little twist and turns. And if anyone is listening, has that same thing, um, do not, do not feel like you're on the wrong path.
0: Yeah, um, I remember like actually, it's funny, Natalie, how I found you was actually through your YouTube channel, (laughs) Um, which is so funny to me because like you've grown so much on Instagram and just social media in general. But yeah, I actually found your YouTube account before I ever found your social media, which I think is just funny because we were looking to do kind of the same thing and like starting a YouTube channel. And so I think I just started like typing in the search engine, like branching and like looking at what other people. We're doing, and I just was like really drawn to what how you did it and how you like filmed your videos and just the authenticity of it. So, um, I just yeah, fun fact for you, <laughs> thank you. Um, I
1: sometimes it's this sounds so silly, but literally, sometimes I forget I have a YouTube channel. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I was bigger on YouTube than I was on Instagram for a while. So, um, it, it, it is funny to see like where my growth was, but um, a lot of that just came with like, I feel like where my where am I like, where I naturally wanted to spend more time. Like I don't just more suited for the Instagram app. So I think that's why the like longevity of it suited me. But yeah, I went
2: like, I was guns a blazing on YouTube for a while. I was a YouTube girly. It's funny to find out where people find you. especially as your journey, like I started as a blog, like back in the day when, blogs were still a thing. And now I'm like, you know, on Instagram, and then I've been pivoting recently to like LinkedIn and Facebook. And so it's just always interesting to see where people like find you like and start following your journey and from what platforms because there is like so many different platforms nowadays.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, everything. And I feel like you guys do a really good job at kind of being across all of them. I mean, I'm on your email list and everything too. And I think you guys do really well at kind of covering all the different bases that people can be on. Being that you're in the agriculture space and sharing about it, do you feel like there's any common misconceptions that you come across a lot? Are there any sort of... um like negative things that you feel like you're dealing with on a regular basis that maybe you can address now.
1: I feel like there could be negativity. You want to address online, like <laughs> get in line, like let's for get started sure. talking. Um, but no, I, it's also just an, is equally the positive space, but I spend a lot of time kind of devoting to conversations around, I feel like and maybe agriculture as a whole has kind of shifted this for outside consumers. I do think like sustainability has become a really important, um, I don't know, I guess topic for them. Um, and so I spend a lot of time like kind of, I guess in the narrative of misconceptions around like cattle and climate. Um, I think there's a lot more areas to spend time, but, um, you know, I, I, don't really delve into like diet, which I think is an area that has some narratives that could, you know, maybe have a different voice contributing to them. Um, but I, and I also don't go in different sectors, like kind of like I'm sure Tara will share, but she stays pretty heavily in dairy and I, I stay pretty heavily to what I know, which is like beef cattle.
2: Yeah, I think I do. That's a great point. I share mostly about dairy, but I feel like as I become like a stronger, like stronger in my own voice and knowing what I want to say, I've kind of branched out into animal ag and like been able to cross over into beef. And obviously dairy cows obviously have a second life as beef cows. And so I feel equally as passionate about people understanding the beef side as the dairy. I do feel like I, I want to say I like dabble in the nutrition side. I am not a registered dietitian, but I feel like for whatever reason, like milk, it seems like there's a lot of conversation around milk and like hormones and antibiotics and all those conversations. And so I felt like it was when I first started sharing, it was hard to kind of separate those, even though I wanted to focus on like the environmental impact. My questions like naturally from consumers ended up being around like milk quality and like the nutritious side of nutrition side of milk. And so I have tried to, um, arm myself with some really great registered dietitians and there is amazing ones in the dairy space. So I feel like when I do share on the nutrition side, I try to really like kind of just amplify their messages with that. I know are like true and sound and backed by science.
1: And if anything, I think like maybe assessing like Tara and I's like advocacy journeys, um, for anyone who's interested in advocating and we share about this in our online course, but Um, it can feel kind of overwhelming to lend your voice. I I know that was one reason I was like hesitant to kind of do advocacy is because I just didn't feel like I had, I was like the authority to talk on certain areas, you know, like I've not, I'm not, not on a dairy farm. I can't talk about that. I don't have a feedlot. I can't talk about that. You know, like you could start making a lot of excuses for why you aren't. And so it does feel comfortable to kind of pick an area that maybe you are. And then once you get your footing and maybe that's what Tara and I have done or, what Tara has been talking about is like, once you kind of get in the groove, like advocacy, becomes a whole lot easier once you start doing it. And you do realize like, I do have things to say in other areas and I, I don't have to know everything in order to like share this point of view or advocate for another person in the industry. Um, so like just start small and grab a piece of the industry that you relate to, you're passionate about, you can speak to, and then, then start maybe thinking of other ways you can branch out into advocacy further. If that's something that's important to you.
0: Yeah. So I know that, um, like you were saying how you feel almost like you maybe like get imposter syndrome, trying to talk about things outside of your industry or things that you're comfortable with. But do you guys feel like in a male-dominated industry like agriculture or or do you consider it male-dominated? Because I feel like it can get kind of portrayed that way a lot um, that maybe as like women speaking out on social media for things related to agriculture, have you felt any like, do you feel imposter syndrome in that sense? Or do you feel like- there has been some sort of movement maybe created. Cause I feel like online, there's so many more women talking about agriculture than men.
2: Yeah. I feel like there's so many directions this conversation could go. You're right. There's so many more women sharing online than there are men. So I do feel like there's like this a little bit like preconceived notions, like, you know, why are all these women sharing? Like, where are the men? And I'm kind of like that, you know, that's their choice not to share. I just, I feel like as women, we naturally look for like community and like connecting might be more. I mean, that's probably a huge stereotype, but that's just what I see. And I know as far as imposter syndrome, I definitely have struggled with this. Um, like I, my role in the dairy is not working with the cows i don't like milk the cows i don't run day to day operations it is specifically in the nutrient management water conservation side of things soil health and so online i have struggled with whether in my title it should say dairy farmer cuz like i don't run day to day operations on our dairy farm i my job title is environmental science environmental scientist and um my husband was the one that finally was like this is silly you are trying to reach consumers. Consumers don't necessarily differentiate like between like it's a family farm. We're both on the dairy. We're both working. He's, you know, just as much like a resource on my page as I am. And so he was the one that was like really like this is a silly thing within ag that we like kind of divide ourselves. We pity, pit ourselves against each other. We have imposter syndrome. The consumer just wants to know about where their food comes from. And if you're the person sharing about that, then by all means, share, like, he's like, you're not stepping on me as my job title as dairy farmer. And if you are stepping on someone else's toes as a dairy farmer, they're probably not contributing to the conversation positively anyway. Like if that's really the nuance that they're getting hung up on, then that's just, you know, you can't please everyone. So I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but it was kind of in my mind. I was like, you're right. Like we're doing this together. We both have different roles. He's supporting me in this. And so I've had to kind of get out of my own head about it a little bit. Um, that's, and I, it's a complicated issue.
1: We actually had this conversation on a podcast we were on the other day about how I kind of feel like there are some differences about sharing agriculture online as an industry than other industries. Um, We were talking a little bit about how we're much more tied to what we're sharing about, right? Like, as opposed to like a beauty influencer or a lifestyle influencer, like the passion, the drive, the maybe family ties, the emotional ties we have to what we're sharing about, I feel like puts us in a different light. Um, And I do wonder, if another difference about agriculture and sharing online is that we experience imposter syndrome so much. Um, I'm not sure a lot of people who are going to share about beauty are like, but I didn't go to cosmetology school. I mean, maybe they are, (laughs) but I I don't think so. I feel like there's a lot of TikTok influencers out there who just show you how to like, you know, tape and contour and they're not really like assessing imposter syndrome like we do. And, um, I think that was one of the reasons why Tar and I were so passionate about creating this course, is because I just feel like if you're going to share about agriculture online, there is a lot of nuance to it, and there is a lot that I feel like is just really, really unique to agriculture, and other online courses can't speak to that, and other you know people who are sharing online maybe about other things. I just feel like it's a unique industry, whether you're talking about the imposter experience, we, because I feel like first generation ranchers and farmers are like, I'm not allowed to use my voice because I'm a first generation. I mean, I feel like the imposter syndrome talk when Tara was like, this could go so many ways. I was like, we could have a whole podcast about imposter syndrome and agriculture. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like, I feel like it's different sharing online with agriculture, whatever, however we want
2: to dissect it. And I think that's one reason why we were so passionate about creating this course. Yeah. And on the flip side of the coin, like I know something I always worry about is like for the women that are out there, they are the farmer, they are doing all the things they are running day-to-day operations. I never want to take away from like their voice, their stance and like what they've built, um, by calling myself like quote unquote, a dairy farmer. Um, and so, but at the same time, I'm like, like Natalie always uses the quote, like a rising, tide rises all ships. Like if we're all sharing and we're all doing a positive job sharing, and we all have our unique way of sharing. Then like, I think that benefits all of ag. And that's kind of, again, our, like the, our why behind the elevate the online course is really like everyone has a short story to share. No matter what your role in ag is, you get to share your unique story. And in the end, you're going to connect with people that maybe like each of us is going to connect with people the other wouldn't connect with. And that's, amazing for ag, you know, that we get to connect with people differently that we get to share our unique stories.
0: Well, I would love to dive into a little bit more about your guys's course. So you guys have created elevate ag. I kind of want to talk about what, what made you guys decide to even come together? Like, how did you guys meet? What, what brought the two of you together to, to start this business, if you will? Um,
2: I guess all well, so we've known each other, like we said online for a long time. The first time we met was actually in March of 2021, which was not that long ago. It feels like a really long time ago. Um, but we, I attended Natalie's rule rooted. And from there, we kind of just like, I don't know, continued talking. And I was actually working on a project kind of behind the scenes similar to elevate ag, but also different. I just, I wanted to be able to help farmers, like give them tools to be basically share online. And the project after about nine months of working on it fell apart, like completely fell apart. And I was obviously like pretty devastated and had been talking to Natalie about this project. And we had already been kind of brainstorming, like collaboration ideas or how like she could do something similar with beef. And, and so when this fell apart, I was like, I'm like, we both were, I don't know. I don't, it was just like, let's do this. Like, let's just do it ourselves. And that was August of 2021. And then November of 2021 is really when we started like hashing out what the course would look like writing, like the course copy. And we just both from the very beginning, just, we have learned so much. We have combined over 10 years of sharing. Uh, We've both shared on like different platforms and we just wanted to share with other producers, ranchers, farmers, allied industry the things we had learned, whether that was like wins, we'd learned like things that were like successes or, you know, things that we learned the hard way and needed to like, you know, how to try again. We wanted to share all of those tools and resources with farmers and ranchers. And so that was kind of like the birth of Elevate Ag.
1: I think another key thing that we sometimes talk about when we get asked this is that like when you're sharing online, man, there are things that like people who aren't sharing online do not get. Um, and I felt really fortunate and I think Tara would echo this, but we had like kind of a small, almost group of friends we had created ourselves just from knowing people sharing online and they were really serving like as a go-to for so many questions. Like when I launched my apparel line, I was able to go to someone who had been running an apparel line for like quite successfully for like almost two years and she just told me like oh just do X Y and Z and I was just up and running I didn't really have to like struggle to figure it out uh, same thing for YouTube like when I launched my page I had been connected with people that I could go to to be like um you know ask my questions and and of course I did my own research and everything but I just felt like I was really in this a very like I was privy to a lot of information that I kept thinking man I feel so bad for, I know there's other women who are out there who are wanting to do this and wanting to share, and they don't have the go-to person to go to. Like, I feel really lucky, but I also feel like, why, like, why are we hoarding these resources or this information? Like, not that we were like intentionally gatekeeping, but there was just nothing for everyone to go to. And I had been leading like my in-person retreats, but only, I mean, those are, you know, for the, the right type of women. Right. I mean, they're a very large investment. You have to leave your operations. Um, so, I don't know, I felt really called to be like, I have information, I have connections with other people that are willing to share. I'm like ready when Tara brought this to me. I was like, I'm so ready to create something for everyone. You know, whether you want to watch it because you're out of the states, you know, I mean, it literally anyone that's the beauty of an online course anyone can watch it. You can be internationally, you can be in the nation, you can watch it in the morning, you can watch it in the evening. I mean, it's like it's just accessible. That's the, you know, the benefit of it. And so I just felt like we had this information, like Tara said, with our years of experience, and there was no one who was creating a course,
2: you know, by agriculture for agriculture. And so the timing just really felt right. Yeah. And I think it was like a pot, like all the things we wished we had been like learned when we started out. Like there was nothing when we started out. I remember taking a couple other courses that were obviously just for like anyone sharing online and they just didn't address the things that like I was facing in ag. Like it just, it was just very surface level. And we, I just felt like there was a
0: need to like dive deeper. And so I also... Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you, or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas constantly, and just trying to keep up with this crazy content. Content based market. So, with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to Sarah Elrel dot com slash 30 days of content, or you can click the link in the show notes. I just felt like we, Natalie mentioned like
2: gatekeeping, like I know my DMs and Natalie's two were filled with questions from people asking like how to get started or how, how do you talk to about this and how do you do this? And I just wanted, I was like, if these are the people that are asking us this, there's so many other ones that want to know this, want to ask and just, you know, don't want to impose or don't, don't know how to ask or don't know who to ask. And so it was like, we can only answer so many questions and DMS. You can only get into so much detail. And I left a lot of those DMS thinking like, I wish I could give them even more information. And that's, you know, some of our modules, like our Instagram module is a little lengthier module because we really go deep in like deep dive Instagram and um, public speaking and all the things. And it just gave us a better platform for being able to, you know, share all of that with people and then on the course we also like link to additional resources we link to books podcasts um our workbook like you can just give someone so much more in an online course than you can in just like you know a quick quick dm that someone sends you
0: yeah you said so many good things like i loved what you said about the dms and like feeling like you wanted to give people more do you feel like stepping into kind of that teaching role was that something that came natural for you guys or was that something that you've like again because I feel like that's something also you could maybe feel imposter syndrome with I think a lot of people go through that when they kind of start teaching what it is that they do it can feel like weird sharing information like that and so I'm just curious like was that something that you guys felt like ready to do or or did it kind of take you a little bit to get there
1: I had major imposter syndrome when I led my first in-person retreat. I actually was like teaming up with another lady who had led them that was outside of the industry. And I had felt this really strong calling for, to have something that was just for women in agriculture, rural, you know, Western industry. So I reached out to her. Cause I, again, I was like, I, I can't lead this. I'm not a teacher. This is not my genre. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, so I reached out to her and was actually like begging her to do it. I was like, please host this uh, retreat for all these women. I will find you the women. Like you can have them, but I just I felt so called to like bring these like-minded women together. Um, so I think by the time I went to host um, or create Elevate AG, I had had so many retreats under my belt that leading felt very natural to me, and I didn't have any. You know, that imposter syndrome for our course, but definitely rewinding um to the year before when I was like leading my retreats. I remember my first one. I was like literally shaking, literally
2: in my cowboy boots, shaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I felt similar imposter syndrome. I remember the first time I got asked to I if, I think it was in Florida. It was the first time I gave like a keynote or a breakout session speech about like how to share on social media. And I just remember being like, I think even my email was like, are you sure there's not like someone that has more followers or someone else you want to talk to? And they were like, no, like we reached out to you. We want you to come share. And I remember sharing, am I leaving that conference with like my cup so full and being like, I'm so glad I could like offer this to people and tell them because Yeah. Like Natalie said, when you're sharing online, it can be really isolating. You don't know who to ask. Like, it's not something you can like ask your spouse about or like your friend, like unless they're sharing online, they probably don't get a lot of like the nitty gritty details of it. And so I just remember I'm so glad I could just you know, have conversations, have discussions with people. And that conference was really what like lit my fire for being like, yeah, sure. I don't know everything, but like, I know a fair amount. Like I've learned a lot and that was back in like 2019. So kind of as Natalie said, by the time we got ready to launch this course, I felt really like, comfortable. Um another thing about the course though is we also acknowledged where we were not experts. We were not experts in TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook. And so we brought on a ton of guest speakers that came in and shared like people we really felt like were industry experts like in that field or on that platform to come in and share with our audience. So we have I don't even know how many guest interviews we have. We have guest interviews from direct to consumer beef to TikTok, um YouTube, tons of great people who really offered like their knowledge as well to our audience and our community, um, to be able to just highlight those different areas where maybe Natalie and I just were not the person to teach it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's so cool. I actually didn't know that about your course that you guys had the guest speakers in there. So that's like a really good thing to know too, is that you bring in the other people. And I think that's really important to acknowledge that you don't have to know every tiny little thing. And, you know, the fact that you guys were willing to bring in other people to serve this audience that you're working for, you know, that you're trying to help. I think that's, that's really awesome. Um, so obviously with the whole, the purpose of creating Elevate Ag, you know, you guys are, are hoping to help other people in the industry reach out and share about it. What would be some of the ways that you would say like are most important? Do you guys have any like tips that you feel like are maybe your key points that, that you would like to share
1: to getting started sharing online.
0: Yeah. Just sharing online, sharing your story. I know you have talked a lot about storytelling before. I think you guys just did a podcast or something on Mm -hmm. storytelling. Um, so what would you say are maybe like for people that aren't doing that yet and they're, they're wanting to get started? What would you say they should do first? I think,
1: um, I am always an advocate for, the more people sharing the better for our industry. But I'm also on the flip side, never want to like bully or pressure people into it because I do think it is like, I don't know. It's a lot of work, you know, that Sarah. Um, and I do think that there are certain like skill sets that you naturally have, or you can develop that like will help you be more successful presence online. So while I'm like, I want everyone sharing. I'm also like, if you don't feel like it's right for you, don't. Um, so I think first I would always recommend kind of like maybe thinking about why you want to get online. Like what is your point? What's your purpose? Why is what's your, why essentially? And we actually walk through that a little bit in our course. And that's something I heavily teach at my in-person retreats. Um, cause I do think it's really important to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Um, especially in the online space, because it is pretty vast and expansive and you can definitely get like squirrel and a little sidetracked, like, Ooh, I think I'll do that. Ooh, that looks really great. That person's doing that. I, I think I should do that too. And so I think if you're going to, if you're just starting out fresh, um, I would start with like understanding your reason for why you want to get on the platform. And then after that, I do feel like a lot of other things that are important kind of take care themselves almost. I mean, not totally, but they
2: just fall into place a whole lot easier. If you really truly understand your mission of sharing online, Natalie absolutely stole my, like what (laughs) I was going to say. So I'll go in a little bit different direction. I think one of the most amazing things about like starting sharing online is you just never know what opportunities it will bring for you. Um, so like a lot of it is just like taking big leaps of faith and starting to share, starting to see if someone, you know, people are going to be interested in what you have to say, like spoiler alert, they are like, you will find your people who are interested and then like kind of going along for the ride. Like, I feel like when I first started sharing, I was very much like a yes girl and said yes to lots of opportunities that came my way. Cause I kind of wanted to figure out what I did like, um, you know, Natalie and I have like very different journeys in that. Like I obviously got asked to start speaking and very quickly realized I loved to public speak. Um, and I wouldn't have known that had I not send, said yes to some of those first opportunities that came my way. Um, and on like the flip side of the coin, like Natalie kind of has realized that like public speaking is not absolutely her favorite thing in the same way as mine. And, um, so you just, you never know what DM, what email you're going to get when you're sharing and like, what kind of opportunity will come your way.
1: Tara, I'm so glad you brought that up because I do feel like, um, I do think it's important. I'm kind of like a, I don't know, like a number business plan type of girl. Um, but at the same token, I'm very much so a, like, I don't know, let's see where I like build my ship at sea kind of girl too. And so I do feel like that's one of the beautiful things about sharing online is like, if you feel like you want to share, but you don't actually see the end goal or you don't know exactly what that means. Like maybe you want to make money, but you can't see how, or maybe you want to share your story, but you're not like sure what else you want to do along with that. Like, that's okay. Simply just getting started sharing is going to open up so many opportunities that you possibly couldn't even thought of for yourself. I know that was my case. Like if you, If I had, I would never have been able to plan out like, okay, I'm going to start hosting retreats that lead women how to do this. And then I'm going to launch an online course. Like I never would have known that had been my journey. Um, but I had to start somewhere. And so just like, again, finding that piece that like is closest to you and closest to your heart, just start there. Tara and I are always like, you never know what email you're going to open up the next day or what your next DM is going to say. Um, we're always like, Oh my gosh, you will never guess the email I just got. And so, I mean, that's, that's not isolated. Just us. That's for everyone sharing online. You're just exposed to a a lot of opportunities. So don't be so, don't feel like you have to constrain yourself to like having an absolute plan or goal to share online. Um, because it may be wasted energy. Anyway, you may end up going in a completely different direction than you had, you know, spent all that time planning.
0: Yeah. Oh, oof. There's so many good things you just said in there. Like, first of all, I feel like that was me to a T starting even this podcast was just like, who do I think I am? Thinking I could start a podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. I had, I had no idea how to even post an episode onto anything or how to even get started with that. So that was such a big learning curve. But there's been so many cool opportunities that have come from it. And I mean, straight down to this interview, I mean, I think this is just the coolest thing ever. I'm just living my best life right now. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> And then like Tara, what you said originally about, um, you know, having the like opportunities that come from sharing, like you never know what opportunities are going to come your way. And I think that's a huge thing that people don't realize. And there is so much imposter syndrome that comes with it, or, you know, people aren't going to care about me and they're not gonna, you know, they don't care what I have to say kind of thing. But I feel like when you are putting yourself out there and you just kind of put those fears behind you, I mean, it seriously opens so many doors. And that was originally like what I had to do too, for my businesses was just put myself out there and pretend like you're talking to everybody that does care what you say. Don't think about aunts and uncles that are watching you. Cause I feel like that always tends to be like what I hear from other people say is they're like, Oh, what about, you know, this person from high school, what are they going to say? Like, Who cares? (laughs) I remember
1: I actually converted. If you scroll back on my personal, my page, it was, you can see like my, I just took my personal page and made it mine. You can see like, oh, she started sharing. Like this is when she started sharing. Um, and I remember thinking the same thing too. Like, this is so awkward. Like friends, you know, it's friends and family that are following you, but, um, I don't know, sir. I would be interested. I feel like you were probably like from a very young age, an entrepreneur. I feel like I know part of your story and I feel like it was like just born into you. Like you knew you were, I am very much not that way. Like I was not selling rocks in the fifth grade for money. Like some entrepreneurs, <laughs> like they're like, I wish I had a cool I story literally like sold rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, I, <laughs> I was, I was very much, I'm like a learning entrepreneurship now, but I feel like one thing I learned that goes back to what you're saying is that like, I feel like bravery is literally at the core of successful entrepreneurs. Like the it comes for me in my eyes and what I'm experiencing. It really comes down to being brave enough to start being brave enough to take an idea you have and turning it into something else when no one else will being brave enough to do something when everyone else tells you not to being brave enough to try again when you failed. Like I just believe at the core, it's simply like just being brave enough
2: to start. And I feel like that's a little bit of what like online is. It's like that TikTok video that's like viral right now. That's like, do it scared. Like, I feel like that is part of it. Like, I remember being like so nervous about it all and and still like things come up. And I get so just nervous about it or scared to do it. And I just have to kind of push through. I always, um, in the online course, I talk about this with public speaking, like that your body doesn't know the difference between nervous, excited energy. And so even like to this day, when I get on stage, I just tell myself, I'm not nervous. I'm just really excited. And you just kind of have to have that bravery and just go
0: for it. And then like, it's amazing things can happen. That's such a, I love that little trick that you have. Cause it's funny. Like, I don't. I think public speaking is something that would come naturally to me, but it's something, it's kind of like a weird dream I've always had of, I don't know why this got into my brain one day, but I was like, I want to be a motivational speaker why? I don't know. I don't know what I would be trying to motivate people on, but I just decided that one day I wanted to do that. And, but then I'm like, I hate talking in front of people. That sounds terrifying. So in some ways I think I use my social media platform to like try to live out that dream a little bit. Cause it feels a little less intimidating to me, but I would love to get to the point of being comfortable to talk on stage like that. Um, and I think you do a really awesome job at it. So, um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> inspiration, but um, one of my
2: biggest tips for sharing public speaking, I talk about this on the online course in the um, public speaking one is like social media helps you get so much more comfortable. Like just posting in stories, you just get better at like putting a camera in front of you and talking. And it just kind of like, it's almost like practice every day without like, you know, an audience sitting in front of you. It's as close as you can get to just like practicing public speaking.
0: Oh yeah. And the more you do it, I mean, it really does just become, and I'm sure that's like anything, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It's, it's just one of those things where it feels so awkward at first to talk to your phone, and you know, feel like you're talking to nobody, but then, you know, all these people are watching you or you think they are. And it's just like a whole thing. So um, that's, that's really good advice. I really like that. So you guys obviously have a lot going on with the online course. You guys have the summit that, just ended, or you have a new one next year, right? That's happening. Yeah. Yep. We are I mean.
2: wrapping up our summit. We had our in person, it started at the beginning of August. And we had our in-person portion of it because there's like a virtual part and then an in-person part was at the end of August. And we are just getting ready to wrap up that summit. And when that finishes, we um, think, well, I think we're going to host another one at the beginning of the year. We've had some really good feedback and
0: some interest. So I think that that might be coming around the corner soon. So cool. I love that you guys just have all these different things happening. So is there anything uh, that can be shared that's coming up. Is there, what's next for you guys? Like what's, what's happening next?
1: I think Tara and I are both, um, we started our podcast just this year in April. Um, and it's kind of funny because again, I never would have thought I would be podcasting. I'd actually been kind of like asked to do podcasts with other people. And I was like, no, it just didn't feel right. And I don't know. I just didn't kind of, like you said, I don't know what I'd be talking about. Turns out I have a lot to talk about. We're like twice (laughs) a week now. Um, (laughs) You can't shut me up. Um, but I feel like that's actually uh, the forefront of a lot of what we're building now is, um, spending a lot of time and energy into our podcast. So, Mm -hmm. um, for everyone listening because you're probably are you already enjoy podcasts since you're in on a podcast right now um elevate ag is our podcast and that's where we'll be spending um a lot of our time and i know personally something i'm really i'm actually in the process of um creating a podcast studio um my husband and i were putting a official like office on our ranch for an office building and i already claimed my half of it is my podcasting (laughs) studio so i'm like i'm doubling down i'm like i'm gonna have a beautiful space to record myself like i'm coming out of in season three like hardcore podcasting.
0: You're doing it. I love that. That's that's awesome. So what? Uh, where can people find you? I mean, I want people to find you online, get the course, do all the things. Literally, you guys are full of so much wisdom and I think the whole world needs to hear about it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, as we mentioned, our course is live
2: right now. It opened October 10th and it'll close though, October 17th. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, we are open for enrollment and we will not open it again until sometime next year. Um, and you can find that at elevate, uh, your ag story.com. She and almost forgot our own. No, no, I literally, I just am so used to saying elevate ag and then I was like, that's not what I need to say. Uh, you'll include it in the show now. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> worry, I got you. Uh and if you have um, cool questions about the course or more information, you can always find us on Instagram. I'm at Tara Vanderdessen. Um I'm at Natalie Kavark. And then we do have a joint page that's um at elevate ag underscore. And then our podcast is elevate the podcast so you can find us there.
0: I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. Literally, you have no idea and thanks for <laughs> going through all this crazy motherhood journey with me. No. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Um I actually
1: record, I don't know if you saw me but I had my phone out. I was like mothers it continually impressed me women who balance family and business and I just thank you for taking time out of your insights and schedule to have us on. And I'm honored that we, like I said, I listen to your podcast all the time. So I'm even honored that you had us on.
2: Um, so thank you. Same as Natalie said, you are rocking it. Thanks for having us on.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to Sarah slash branded cowgirl podcast. That's Sarah slash branded cowgirl podcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next one.